Welcome to the Feminine Principle Podcast, supporting women to let go of the ghosts from their past by exploring the hidden side of their female psyche with shamanic shadow work for women with your host, Nicola Lucy. Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of the Feminine Principle Podcast, where today we are practicing radical honesty. And so radical honesty is such a great value to live by. It helps us to really speak and communicate our truth from a place of the heart and not from the wound. Can you imagine what our life would be like, what our relationships would be like, what our world would be like if we were all able to communicate and express the truth and be able to be honest with ourselves and with each other instead of reacting constantly from our unconscious emotions, wounding, trauma, and conditioning. You see, we expect others to be honest with us all the time. When we ask people a question, we want them to tell us the truth. And yet, how honest are we really? How honest are we with ourselves? And how honest are we with others? And you see, the biggest challenge for us is that as women, we've been conditioned to hide how we really feel. So already we are not being honest with ourselves because we're not being honest about what we're feeling, what we're feeling deep inside. And then, of course, we've been conditioned to really shut up and put up with whatever life throws at us. We're expected to just keep going, even if it doesn't feel right inside, even if it doesn't feel aligned with what our heart and our soul is telling us, we will keep going nonetheless. And we've also been conditioned and we've also learned from a very early age how to say yes when we mean no and vice versa. And so two of the most powerful words in our dictionary, we're not even sure how to use them in a way which feels healthy and balanced and aligned with our true nature. And saying yes when we mean no is something really um, conditioned into us from that shadow side of the mother. We always have to give ourselves to other people, meeting other people's needs, making sure that everybody else feels safe and secure and stable when we really want to say no. We really want to say, no, I need this space. I need this time. I need this. And so we've not learned how to use the power of yes and no from a place of radical honesty. Because over the years, what's happened, and not just over the years, but over all all the centuries, for example, the voice of the woman, of the mother, of the daughter, has been suppressed. We've been taught that we don't have a voice. And therefore, when we try to use our voice, it can often come out very misconstrued. It can come out very emotionally. Because we've not learned how to have that honest communication with the self before we try to express our needs. And so the fundamental problem or the fundamental challenge with being radically honest is that we're so afraid of being honest because we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of not being accepted, loved or cared for. And we're actually really afraid of facing the disapproval from others because that feeds into that fear of rejection. And so we're constantly trying to navigate the relationship that we have with ourselves and with others to please other people, to be seen in the right light, 
often sacrificing the self and the needs and the boundaries over and over and over again. And when something dies, whether that's a relationship, a way of living, a place, a home, a job, we also tend to stay longer than is necessary, prolonging the internal conflict because we're actually afraid of what's on the other side. But when we learn how to be radically honest with with ourselves, we're actually experiencing a moment of truth that this is no longer sustainable. This is no longer a place that is serving my highest and my greatest good. And that can be very, very challenging because it means that everything that we have invested into this relationship, this place, this job, is going to fundamentally fall to pieces. And so who are we without that? And so that's the reason why we also tend to dance around being radically honest with the self. And then, of course, there's the other side of the coin. We've experienced, we've all experienced in our lives when somebody has told us a truth. Because that truth, we don't like to hear it because it's fundamentally hit a nerve within ourselves. It's ripped that raw nerve and we can feel it and we get so triggered by it. But when we've had time to sit with it and to process it, what the other person is saying, we know it to be right because they were speaking their truth, a truth that we couldn't see. And so a lot of us, we've all been in those relationships, for example, where other people have said, you know, this, this is not a great relationship. It's not, it's really um, depleting your energy. It's not sustainable. He doesn't love you. It's not the right job for you. But how many times have we wanted to listen? We've known on some level that they're right, but we've not wanted to own that because on on some level, it will make us feel less than. It will affect our value and our self-worth. And again, we get pulled into that fear of rejection and not being loved and disapproval from others. And so we can really see how the terminology around being radically honest can trigger us in so many ways. And yet it really is a fundamental aspect of human relationships. And that relationship starts with the self. I learned about radical honesty back in my 30s. And so now I'm 46. But this was in my early 30s when I actually got pregnant. Um, But because of my own wounding and trauma around motherhood, um, my birth mother giving me up for adoption, my grandparents getting divorced who were my caregivers and being brought up in a single parent household and then watching my mom having to struggle to make ends meet. I've had a very um, challenging relationship with motherhood. So when I got pregnant to the man that I loved, you know, this is the man that I've, I've spent the past 22 years with, but I really felt that this was such a crucial moment for us. But because I was so afraid of being a mother, I was so afraid I would abandon my child. I was so afraid that something would happen to him, then I would be a single mother and I would have to struggle to bring that child up. And I was so afraid that I wouldn't be a good mother. I actually chose to terminate the pregnancy. As I was being prepared for the anesthetic, something deep inside of me was jumping out and telling me that I was making the wrong decision. But in that moment, I couldn't own it. I was preparing to go down into surgery. And so this really triggered me on so many levels, but I just ignored it. I ignored that inner voice and I went ahead with it. 
simply because I was not able to say yes to motherhood. My, my pattern, my routine, my, my beliefs, my behaviors, and everything kept saying no, no, no. But deep down, it was a challenge because something inside of me was asking me to say yes, and I couldn't listen to that. I couldn't own it because motherhood freaked me out on so many levels. And so I went ahead with it. Afterwards, I was devastated. And I couldn't quite figure out why I was so devastated. On some level, I knew that I'd made the right decision, but there was still that nagging feeling beneath me that I'd made the wrong move, that I'd chosen something which was out of alignment. And so it's no wonder that not long afterwards, I developed PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a very severe form of PMS. And PMDD, in a nutshell, is basically affects your whole cycle. And so for 14 days, 10 to 14 days of your cycle, you really feel on the edge of your sanity. The depression, the suicidal thoughts, the chaos, the anger, everything would come up for 10 to 14 days. I had to live very much on the edge of my sanity. And it was so scary. And what I learned from this was that this was my process. This was something that had come to teach me. I'd manifested the symptoms to come to teach me something deeper about the decision that I'd just made. And obviously I was living in Italy at the time, so you know my only um, way of getting better, um, according to Western med medicine, was to go on HRT, was to go back on the pill, and so because I didn't want to enter into that relationship, I knew that I was going to have to really learn how to navigate my way through these extreme symptoms which were affecting my whole life and my relationship. And so over the course of a year, I really started to become very aware of my emotional intelligence and where all of those emotions were leading to. So in the 14 days when I was literally hanging on the edge of my sanity, I would regularly document how I was feeling so that then the other 10 days of the month, I was able to then sift through them and really start to understand what is my emotional intelligence as a woman within a cycle within a cycle. And this really opened me up on so many levels. But fundamentally, as that year progressed, I started to realize how my, my patterning, my wounding, my trauma, my own relationship with motherhood had affected me on such a deep level that I then had to make this life and death decision. And it was all coming from the fact that I was not able to be honest with myself. I was not able to communicate my needs and my fears openly and honestly because I was so afraid of being rejected. I was so afraid of being abandoned again. And therefore, as a result, I abandoned myself. But this decision really took me to the very edge of life and death. And it also took me to the very edge of my sanity and even though now I don't regret that decision, I'm very happy with the decision that I made, it taught me so much about the female psyche, so much about our intelligence, emotional intelligence, and so much about radical honesty. And what could happen if we were all able as women to really nurture into being this understanding of being honest with the self? 
which has obviously now fed into and opened up the work that I do with women in the Shadow Work for Women nine-month program. And so how do we work with radical honesty? So the fundamental basis of being radically honest with the self is based in our personal power and our responsibility. But we have to learn how to be radically honest with the self first before we can be radically honest with others. We need to learn how to make decisions from the heart and not from the wound. And so one of the many things that I find in my work with clients is that they'll come to me um, with a challenge, an internal conflict that is currently being presented in their life. And they don't know which way to go. They feel it at a crossroads. But what I invite them to reflect upon is that they already know the answer. The answer is already there buried deep inside of them but they're not listening to it for what for some reason. And so I invite them to really just sit with themselves and to feel into the answer to their question. And that answer, when it pops up, it will come up with so many excuses, all the reasons why they cannot go down that path, why they cannot accept the truth that is, that is fundamentally being communicated from their heart and soul. But those excuses are just a smokescreen. Again, it's just the shadow and the unconscious patterns from the wounding and the trauma and the conditioning that they've experienced that just comes to create that smokescreen and stops them from actually stepping into their power, taking responsibility for their power to actually make the necessary changes in their lives that they wish to make. And so when they allow themselves to really touch in and really feel what the answer is to their question, they know it. They're giving themselves permission to feel it, to really be in the energy of it without communicating it or making decisions in the external world or in their relationships, but by giving themselves permission to simply feel it for a moment. What does it feel like to experience that honesty? What does it feel like to own it? And so by them giving themselves permission to really just feel into it, feel where all of those outdated beliefs and emotions and all of that wounding and trauma is, they're able to open and expand into the power of that radical honesty. Once they own it and they feel it, life just changes for them. Because ultimately what they've done in that moment, they've stepped into the truth of their own inner voice. They've stepped into the truth of their heart and soul. And so by giving themselves permission to make space for this answer, and which is a crucial part of their internal jigsaw, they then find that they're able to then communicate that radical honesty to those around them, whether that's to people in their family or their intimate others or friends or within their career, for example. But really tuning into this when they experience that and they experience that shift on the inside and they experience then that communication on the outside, it completely changes and shifts their level of consciousness. Because what they've fundamentally done in that moment is own their power. They've owned their responsibility. And that's when they are able to change their world from the inside out. And so part of radical honesty is also being able to listen deeply to our needs, to listen deeply to where our boundaries have been pushed and where we are not respecting them. 
You see, we expect everybody else to have an understanding and to respect our needs and our boundaries. But if we are not being radically honest with ourselves and knowing what our needs and boundaries are, then how can we expect other people to meet them? And so really listening to our needs, feeling into those needs, where are those needs coming from? Are they coming from a wound or from a trauma? Or are they coming from a place of awakening within the self? That, oh, wait a second, I now need to bring this into my life to be able to take this next step. And I need to place boundaries around this relationship or around this energy so that I can open more to my own power and make a different decision, not from the wounding of the trauma, but from that heart-centered place. And so also just tuning into, you know, whether we are feeling happy or unhappy, You know, we see this all the time in our relationships, whether that is personal or professional, whether that's in our place of work or the place in which we live. Does this place or this person make me happy? How many times have we stayed in a relationship when we know that we are not happy? We are just not happy. It's almost as if we feel our soul being starved. We're not happy. But are we listening to that? Are we accepting that truth? Are we listening to it and are we being radically honest with ourselves or are we just shutting up and putting up in order not to rock the boat? And so as we start to tune into that radical honesty and start to listen to our deep intuition, we can also then recognize what needs to change. And again, this takes radical honesty. It will need us to start stepping into our vulnerability because to break out of that pattern, we're going to have to lean into our vulnerability and step into that place of the unknown, which is already very, very scary. We don't want to step into the unknown because we're actually so addicted to staying in the pattern of the wounding and the trauma because it's familiar, it's comfortable, so we choose to stay there. And so when we're radically honest with ourselves, it's going to mean that we need to get out of our comfort zones. We're going to have to lean into that vulnerability and we're going to have to explore that place of the unknown of who we are without the pattern. So again, that's feeding into our personal power and our sense of responsibility to the self. And also, when we start to become radically honest with the self and we start to really own that truth, It can feel like a light bulb moment. It's like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that I've been doing this. I cannot believe that I've not been listening to myself, that I've been disrespecting my own needs and my own boundaries, and that I have completely and utterly rejected my own intuition. I've abandoned myself over and over again. But we also then have to learn how to digest that truth because it can be too much. It's such an opening within the self because we need to then make space for it and we need to digest it. And so the digestion part of owning our truth can be very tricky because we can feel that the stomach is blocked. It's kind of like my whole energy system does not want to digest this truth because the truth oftentimes is a bitter pill to swallow. And so we can find ourselves with a poor digestion system. You know, we can find ourselves not wanting to eat very much because fundamentally what we're doing energetically is making space within our system, within our cellular memory, within our womb, within our soul and our heart 
to now be able to embody this truth. But digestion is all part of it. And so again, we just need to be present with that digestion process because fundamentally what we are doing is digesting the truth of the self. We're, digest, we're digesting a part of our personal power so that we can fully own it and embody it and move forward in a completely different way, which then helps us to step into more of our potential. And so ladies, I invite you to ask yourself, where in your life are you not being honest with yourself? How does this make you feel when you sit with this? And what has this radical honesty about this aspect of your life come to teach you about yourself? And what steps do you know that you now need to take to be able to move forward in a different way, which is coming from the heart and not from the wound? Are you ready to break free from the ghosts of your past, to live with more freedom and a clear sense of purpose and inner confidence? If so, book a chat with me to explore the potent magic of one-to-one shadow walking sessions at thefeminineprinciple.com.